Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. You're listening to a message from the Poimano, bringing you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor, Dag Heward Mills. Welcome to our Wednesday teaching. Fighting is an inevitable part of being a Christian, and until you have a mind to fight, you simply cannot do well in your Christian world. When pressure mounts and faith fades, the need to be a fighter becomes more important than ever. But that's where today's teaching will be a great help to you in learning how to withstand the enemy and how to be equipped to fight the most important fight of your life. In today's message, Dag Heward Mills uncovers the types of fights a Christian should be prepared for in order to be fully prepared for any spiritual attack. Let's listen to today's teaching. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the great blessing you've given to us. Lord, we ask you by your spirit to guide us, lead us into all truth. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Have you been blessed with vine song? Powerful singing ministry of worship. Amen. We are really blessed to have them. I believe this is the second time they are here. When I finish um, preaching, we are going to receive an offering to bless them. Amen. Hallelujah. Tonight, I'm uh, just sharing a thought with you from Psalm 56. All right. Now, just keep your hand there and turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Amen. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Amen. Right. The Bible tells us to fight a good fight. Amen. But I think that um, most of us do not fight as far as God is concerned. So I want us to adopt a new um, posture towards our Christianity and is a posture of fighting things. How many are ready to fight about something? Amen. Turn with me to Psalm 56. How many think you are fighting a good fight of faith? I don't think you are fighting. I want to show you um, what it's like to fight. Psalm 56. Verse 1. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man would swallow me up, he fighting daily oppresseth me. This is David 
You see, this is the psalm you should be able to write if you are fighting a good fight. Is that what you would say about your life? That I've been fighting every day. It is now oppressing me. No, you are getting happier every day. (laughs) I don't see what you are fighting about as far as Christianity is concerned. We are rejoicing every day. We are happy. There's no fight. How many think the average Christian is fighting something? We are seeking blessings. More establishment and safety. So as long as you cannot write Psalm 56 as a personal psalm, I put it to you that you are not fighting the good fight of faith. I put it to you. Tell your neighbor, I put it to you. That you are not fighting, you are enjoying the good life of prosperity. You are not fighting any good fight of faith. Look, the last time I was in America, a friend of mine told me about uh, a brother who had come from Iraq and had died. This is a Ghanaian who joined the U.S. Army. And he went to Iraq. He fought there for some time. Came back. And then he was working, I think, in a hotel or he was working somewhere. And then one day they came and they found that they had killed, he had killed himself. And I said, why? Rather he has come back and he has killed himself. And I found out that the suicide rate of the soldiers who have come back is very high because fighting affects you. You are not normal when you fight. Have you not watched Rambo? <laughs> Have you not watched Rambo? Does he look normal? Look, go and watch Rambo number one, the first one. Usually I tell you to watch number two, but now I'm telling you to watch the first one, part one. When the policeman just holds his hand and says, look, then immediately he starts to think of Vietnam and some Chinese warriors fitting him and his mind starts flying. He's not not a normal person. So, that is why I say that to me, you are not fighting a good fight of faith. You are enjoying a good life of prosperity as far as Christ is concerned. How many think that what I'm saying could be true? How many think that it is true? So the man said, fighting every day, fighting, fighting every day, huh? He fighting daily oppresseth me. It's affecting me. I'm becoming like Rambo. And a person who is fighting the kingdom of God, you see that there is a difference. So, if number one does not apply to you, then that's the first evidence. Number two, my enemies would daily swallow me up. There be many that fight against me. Mm. 
Do you feel that somebody wants to swallow you? <laughs> no, I'm asking you a question. Do you feel that somebody wants to swallow you up? Put the American up there. Do you feel that somebody wants to swallow you? Do you feel pressure? You don't feel any pressure. So you are not fighting the good fight of faith. You are enjoying the good life of faith. And you are being blessed. Because there is, a, there is a privilege. There is a blessing. There is a blessing for being involved and being part of the faith. But I don't think you are a part of the fighting group. Because if you are part of the fighting group, you will always be thinking of enemies. They are trying to swallow me up. Number three. Number three. What time I am afraid I will trust in thee. Amen. Are you there? Every day, they rest my words. What does American say? There's four. There's five. All day long, they distort my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. Do you sense people having any evil thoughts against you? Why don't you sense anybody having an evil thought against you? I'm asking you a question. Why don't you have such any sensation? Me, when I'm preaching, I sense evil thoughts. Even as I'm preaching now, I sense certain evil thoughts. <laughs> you never sense anything. You are enjoying too much. Tell your neighbor, you are enjoying too much. Amen. They gather themselves together. They hide themselves. They mark my steps when they wait for my soul. Hey. Do you sense anything, any dangers in your life? Danger of falling? Danger of temptation? Danger of not following the spirit? Danger of falling into a trap? You don't sense it. I don't mean danger of not prospering. I mean danger of going out of the fight of faith. Do you sense it? It's evidence that you are not fighting anything. Anybody who was fighting, if there was a war in Accra, the soldiers, some will run here. Some will be hiding here. They will come. They are gathering themselves. They are coming from here. That's how war is. Yeah. You see, and until you have a mind to fight, the congregation is at a mind to enjoy and to have peace and to just get fat. But I believe that it is time for us to have a mind of fighting something. Amen. If you are not involved in a fight, a good fight, I don't mean a foolish fight. I'm talking about a good fight. Amen. Shall they escape by iniquity in thine anger? Verse 9. When I cry unto thee, then shall my enemies turn back. Enemies. Do you have enemies? 
Who are your enemies? Huh? Who is your enemy? A sister said something bad against you, she's your enemy. No. People you don't like are your enemies. No. Who is your enemy? There are enemies. If you don't sense enemies, spiritual enemies, you are joking. I said you are joking. So may your eyes be open. Verse 11. In God have I put my trust. Verse 13. Thou hast delivered my soul from death. Will thou not deliver my feet from falling? Psalm 57. Verse 1. Be merciful unto me, O God, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. Hey. Verse 2. I will cry unto God most high that performeth all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me from the reproach of him that will swallow me up. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. I'm talking about your Christian faith. You have a sensation that God needs to come and save you. Maybe you are having a crusade. You have a sensation that God should come and win some souls. Because you have no pressure in your life. There's no pressure in your life. I'm talking about spiritual pressure. Are you starting a church that, you know, there's a pressure for people to attend? Are you praying for the sick that there's pressure on you for people to be healed? Are you trying to make some advances in the kingdom of God so there's pressure on you to fast, to pray? Are you trying to make some advances so that there's some pressure on you to memorize some verses, to read some Bible, some books? And there's pressure for you to know more things, to help you to overcome what you sense is trying to overcome you, where you will pray, God, save me, save me, help me. You say, you know, I didn't pray, save me, God, save me today, help me, help me. I'm going here, I'm going to do this. There's nothing like that. You're just, <whistles> how I love you, Lord. Da, 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 da. That's all. Most Christians are being found to sleep. It's true, we are receiving Bless me. God is going to help you. God save you. God is lifting you up. Oh, we will say lift you up. You think of financial lifting ups. Is there something you are pressing on to do for God? I am under pressure. Psalm 56, the one said that the fighting every day has been suppressing me. You become like Rambo spiritually. When somebody touches you, you see that yourself is coming because you are not normal. You've been fighting every day. How can you be normal when you are fighting every day? What's the next verse? Verse 4. My soul is among lions. I must lie down among those who breathe for fire. Even the sons of men whose teeth are spears and arrows... And their tongue is a sharp sword. Sure. Do you feel that your soul is among lions? Then you are not yet in the ministry. I tell, until this psalm, this psalm is a song of a Christian. 
or somebody who served God. This is his son. He felt pressure as he continued to expand the kingdom of Israel with wars and campaigns. He felt my soul is among lions. But they are breathing forth fire. When they breathe, it's fire. Their tongue is like a sword. Their teeth are like spears and arrows. You sense danger? You don't sense any danger? Hey! You are sitting by a strange woman. You don't know that you are sitting by a strange woman. You see, you see, one of the most important things when we talk of the art of war, you see, is know yourself and know your enemy. Know yourself and know your enemy. When you don't even know your enemy, and you don't even know about your enemy. How can you even fight and wage a war when you don't even know what is your enemy? When you meet your enemy, you say, oh, hi, welcome. Oh, you can sit down. That is why every nation that fights a war has invested heavily in spying. Recently, I was with a spy. And um, he told me, he said, whenever I go to certain countries, I see people following me. He said, because we know ourselves. I spy, they also spy. <laughs> he said, anytime I go to a country, I sense people following me. You see, I see this one following me. I said, because they have my picture, and I also have their picture. And I know that some of them by their pictures. So in war... The most important thing is to know your enemy, know yourself, and you know your enemy. How many are they? How many are they? What type of weapons do they have? How fast do they come? When do they rest? What secret weapon do they have that is going to kill us? You have to know your enemy. But you don't even know that there is any enemy around. One of the enemies of a young man is a strange woman. Since, since, I became a, since I became a born again Christian as a young man, I've always been conscious of strange women. Because a strange woman is one of the enemies that is sent to destroy a young man who loves the Lord. If you are not conscious, you have to be able to say, Hey, Jehovah, my soul is among female lions. Shabayaba! I must lie among those who breathe forth fire. Hey! Even the sons of men, the daughters of men, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue is a sharp sword. Yeah. Amen. Are you listening? No, you are there. You are not conscious that they are coming for you. When I was, when I was uh, coming up and we were playing instruments and so on, one, the leader of the fellowship told me, he said, if you play instruments or you sing or you do anything, you'll be a target. So be careful. Hey, 
or you are a young man who wants to be a pastor, you are a target. The enemy wants to finish you before you start. And you, you sit there, it's a lion on your life, lion on your life. Oh, you there, you must be eating crab before the war starts because you are not even conscious of the smallest kind of enemy. How many agree that you deserve to be eaten? You are a pastor of a church, you are not conscious of disloyal people. You think everybody likes you. Ah. Everybody likes you. When they clap, you think everybody likes you. Ah, when were you born? Is it just last, last week? Then you are new. You have to know that there are enemies. You must rather think of that people are ready to fight with you than to think that they are your friends. The same people who praise you, you will be surprised. If they get you, pray that you never fall into the hands of a man. You must be conscious. Otherwise, you, you, you don't even know your danger. Those of you who think you've prospered. You are in danger of becoming an Opo man. You know Opo man. Poverty. You're in danger. You don't even know. You're in danger of becoming poor. Bible says riches make wings and fly away. Everybody who is prospering today is in danger of becoming poor. You have peace. You are in danger of the whole peace changing into something else. You are in danger of de- death. Death is our enemy. Death is a step away for everybody. There are so many, there is the danger of death coming to your life to just change everything. It's your last enemy and your greatest enemy. If you don't know how to overcome it, to dis- destroy you. That's why I taught on Sunday how to overcome death. How can the devil finish with a pastor to silence him properly? Is to kill him. Silence. All the troubles you can have on earth cannot silence you. They can make it difficult for you, but not silence. Silence is death. That's when you are silent. Shut up. It's enough. Don't write anymore. Don't speak anymore. Don't travel anymore. Don't preach anymore. Don't pray anymore. Huh? You think everything is okay. You have to sense danger. But you see, because we are just going along to blow time. Pastors, we are pastoring a church, 33 people. And you don't sense danger. <laughs> you don't sense any danger with 33 members. Like, don't you sense the danger that the church will get finished? What about if it rains? On Sunday? What will happen? What about if a combination comes up where some of the members, everybody doesn't come on that day? You don't sense danger? When you see ashes taking offerings, you don't sense danger? We once had an, an, an usher who was, and we've had it, an usher who was stealing money. 
No, don't, don't say what. Don't say what. You must sense danger. You feel so peaceful. One time a pastor said to me, There's no, I've never had a problem with disloyalty. I don't know. I, 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 one day I preached, I preached loyalty and disloyalty. Strong. When I finished, said, no, I've never had any problem. I've been here for 30 years. I've never experienced anything like that. But when he started to fight, eh? but as soon as you start to fight, you start quoting this, but my soul is among lions. Some of his church members wrote to me and with photographs and bad stories about him. So when I met him, he said, I'm sure you've received some of the emails about it. I said, no, at that time I hadn't received, I've not received any, I've not heard any bad thing about it. He said, oh, you haven't. Orangus, fighters from the church who can write and publish an email to all the minister friends that you have across the whole world. After 30 years. Because as soon as you start to fight, these are the best. That's why I'm just, all I came to tell you is that you are not fighting as long as this is not your psalm. It's not your psalm. Say, my soul is among us. Oh no, my, my, soul, my soul is in Danzo, man. I'm okay. My soul, my soul is in Kaneshi. I'm fine. I'm cool. Verse 5. Verse 5. Be exalted above the heavens, O God. Let your glory be above all the earth. Verse 6. They have prepared a net (laughs) for my steps. They have prepared a net for my step. My soul is bowed down. They have digged a pit before me into the midst whereof they have fallen themselves. Hey! Do you feel anybody has set a net for you? You don't feel any danger, you see, that you are walking, 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 and there's something is just about to come down, something because before you realize that you are struck, you don't sense it. You don't sense it. You don't feel it. You're not in a fight, a fight for your faith, for your calling, for your ministry. You don't sense pressure. You don't have any pressure of God's work. Just enjoy it all. We are going today to church. They are going to sing for us. They sing, 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 and you clap, and you go. You come to church. They preach, preach, preach. You clap, you go. You don't sense the pressure to need to rise up. Let's go here. Let's go here. There are souls here. Souls are dying. Souls are parting to eternity. Souls are parting. You don't feel any pressure. Then it means that you are fighting the fight of finances or the fight of uh, marital, whatever, but not the fight of faith. For your faith, for the things you believe. No, no, no. Your battles are for job, for this, for that. But the faith itself, there's no fight in you for it. Yeah. Maybe you feel financial pressure. You feel this pressure. You feel the love. Real fight of faith. I'm talking about a fight for the things that you believe. Yeah. Ask healing Jesus. You see, and God always leads you to fight on. That's why when you die, we write on the grave, rest in peace. That's when you read. But until then, if you don't feel... I remember when Pastor Kakra came to Accra from Kumasi, he now felt a new pressure to start all over again. I said, it is good for you. I told him, it is good for you. It is good for you. Because, you see, when you think you've arrived, it's very dangerous. 
You must only receive clapping when you get to heaven. On earth, when somebody claps for you, say, hey, liar, deceiver. Amen. What verse are we on? Hmm? My heart is fixed, oh God. My heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. I will praise thee. Awake my glory, awake. Amen. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing, for thy mercy is great unto the heavens. Be thou exalted, O God. Verse 11. Let thy glory be above all the earth. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us uh, to arise. Shepherds, pastors, workers, church members. Let us now arise and feel some pressure to do something God. And as we are doing it, we should feel the tension. Otherwise, we are not in a fight. We are in a game. We are in a party. But if truly you are working for God, there will be pressure so much that it it affects you. And when you are in the good good fight of faith, you are in the will of God. And when you are not in the good fight of faith, you are a big fool. Because you don't know that is battle time and you are sleeping. War today and aggression today is no more open. The enemy is not open. He is veiled. He is indirect. He is political. You cannot see where he is starting from. That is how aggression is today. Satan hates you. Satan dislikes you. So he set nets. So that when your leg goes in, it's not easy to come out. You'll be only like this for a long time. How many have put your leg into something that it is quite an issue to come? Even marriage. If you have certain marital quality, it's difficult to ever extract your leg from that thing that you started. As soon as you touch it, it will never go. It is like chewing gum. It will never go off. You can see. Yeah. People are married from the first time they entered into certain beasts. That beast has been with them to the end. Princess Diana, during her honeymoon, when she got married, honeymoon, she said that her husband liked somebody else. And as they were listening to the documentary, they said that that thing characterized the rest of her marriage till she died. Said that there is another one. On the honeymoon, not the having started before the marriage and then during the honeymoon. Three days. It characterized and colored the rest of Because there are some things, as soon as you put your leg inside, it can't come out again. Said, they have laid a net for me. The man you said is bad, he can never be good again. The woman you said is not nice, or you say, I don't like you, or I don't love you. You cannot easily turn it against, I love you.
are joking. You don't even feel the danger. As a, as a servant of the Lord, you don't feel pressure. Then you don't understand. Time of war, you are sleeping. When I was in a secondary school, doing my O-level, I look at my watch. And I, I didn't, I, I, I don't know whether I was using a watch. But what I was using was that on the Western compound, a, a bus brings our bread for our breakfast. So we wait. And the bus brings the bread at the same time every day. And then we eat. When we eat, we walk to the east. Then we go and do exams. So during my O-level, I was there. I said, I will not go for breakfast. But when I see the people going, then I'll know that it is time for me to go for my O-level. That was the day that the bus that was bringing the bread didn't come on time. And it didn't come. It has never happened before, but it happened that day. It didn't come for about 30 minutes to an hour. And they didn't leave there. They were waiting for the bread. And I was in my room waiting for the people to eat the bread and then come and walk here so that I would see them from my window. I was in my bed when they were starting this exam O-level. Or just about to start. They were sitting in there. I was lying in my pajamas. In time of war, when people have taken pen, people have taken pen to write. I was resting. I said that I'm preparing. Check, you are joking. <laughs> they were already writing. I could not believe it when I saw somebody say, Oh, the people are still in the dining. The bread hasn't come. The bread hasn't come. What time is it? It's exam time. And I have to go from the west to the east. If you know the school, it's a long way. That's why we call it the west and the east. You travel. Hey. That day, without bathing, without brushing my teeth, without any further protocols. You see, that's how some of us are. There's danger. We are just relaxed. We are just flowing. You don't know that there's a net. And this thing you are about to put your leg, it, you, it will never come out again. till so you die. Mercy. There are some people that you sleep with. Even though you came out, you never come out of that person. Shiva Gabazoba. <laughs> Shabalaba. Hey! A spirit will follow you for the rest of your life. You came out, but you didn't come out. <laughs> there are some quarrels you get into, you shouldn't have quarreled that quarrel. He said, They have dug a pit for me. Hey, child, if you are serious about working for God, you must be conscious of pits and nets. Certain jobs you get, that is the end. Of, it's a net. You will never come out. I've seen people who are called, they put their leg inside, they never came out again. Never, never came out again. Certain friendships. Eish. 
certain contracts you sign, financial. Forever and ever. Super glue. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> you are trying to shake it. One day I had a vision. I was walking by the beach and I'm closing. And on the sand there was grass. Have you seen the type of sand that grows in uh, sand, uh, grass that grows in sand? Suddenly I saw a green snake as green as this offering basket. And the green snake stood up like this. The green snake was over there and the green and it was doing it wanted to frighten me. So I stopped. And I said, ah, green snake that is doing this. Because the only harmless snake I know is a green snake. So I said, no, there is no, this is, there's something wrong with this. Because a green snake is a harmless snake. And also a green snake doesn't do that. It's a cobra that does it. So the snake is pretending to be a cobra, but it's not a cobra. So as I was focusing on that green snake which was doing this, something said to me, look downwards. Something said, look down. So without moving my leg, I looked down. Have you seen your toes? The right toes. There was a viper. The head, big like this. The head was lying. I put my leg just by the head of the viper. It was lying fat. The head has, the head has spread out like this. That spread out like a V. And then the Lord said, that is the real danger. That one is a decoy. That one is a distraction. The real one is here. This is the real one that is about to kill you. I see, the Lord revealed to me, this is the danger. Look there. You don't feel any danger. You are not in a fight. That's why a lot of my messages don't apply to you. That's why Makane does not uh, attract you. Because it is for fighters. And that's why I preach most of my message in the evening. And I don't come Sunday morning to come and harass you. My soul is among lions. Their teeth are like spears and arrows. And their tongue is like a sword. They have spread out a net for me. I was in uh, Louisiana with Pastor Kakra. And we drove by a church that had been a very great church. Hey! And a net was laid for the pastor. And he went and put his leg in that net. And his leg never came out of that net. But, as I looked, we drove in the camp. It was like a ghost town as we drove through. We were just marveling at how great something God did. And then a leg went into a net that was laid for the person. Then I went to Orlando. And I was going around the city. When I drive around the city, then they said, you see this church? This is what happened to the pastor here. About four churches, big churches. This is what happened. You see, those of you who don't feel the pressure and the nets all around you are not in the fight. You are just in the enjoyment section of holiday makers. We are going to get some umbrella for you to, for sun to protect you from sun stroke. 
We are going to buy cream for you so that you get a suntan. We are going to make a swimming pool for you in the church so that you swim in the church. Basketball pitch for you so that you play basketball in the church so that you enjoy more. But I want to know some people who are ready to join the fighting, fighting section of the church. Who are going to fight for God and you say that yes. It is now I have understood that best. Fight the good fight. Everything you believe is a fight until you die. You at all, why do you want to rest? Ask your neighbor, you at all, why do you want to rest? It's time to fight. Why do you want to rest? Ask your neighbor, you at all, why do you want to be happy? Forget about being happy. It's time to fight. What do you want to be happy? You want to rest. You want to enjoy. Enjoy what? Do you know what is in this earth? We didn't come here to enjoy anything. We came here, we are, the Bible said the days of man are few and full of sorrow. We came here to feel sorrow and work for God. Why do you want to be happy? Ask your neighbor, why? You are told, why do you want to be happy? Eh? Why don't you concentrate on heaven? Plan for the future. <laughs> you, you continue to despise my messages. What I'm saying, you will see that all are true. The Bible is true, 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 100%. You think I'm joking. You take me to be a joker. A God, word, fight. He says that, that thou mayest know how thou mightest war a good warfare. There's a way to live as a Christian. There's a war. And I want warriors. Who are ready to fight. Are you ready to fight? How many young men are ready to fight? Okay, sisters should sit down for the meantime. How many young men can feel some nets and some pits? Stand up and let me see if you can sense some pits and some nets. Sit down. How many young ladies are prepared to fight? Are you really prepared to fight? Go and read uh, this book, The Torch and the Sword. You see a little girl. In that vision, Rick Joyner said, five things were going to be given to him. And I think one of the five things is the girl. Small girl like this. She was wearing a school uniform. She wasn't wearing see-through dresses and short. Uh, What? Shabadu. What is Shabadu? She was not wearing Shabadu. She was wearing a school uniform. Her eyes were sharp. She was a type of person, fighting girl. She came to help him. She said, yes, what are you? He said, I'm here to, to help you to ride this horse. But if you don't ride, said, you are supposed to ride this horse and go to many people and spread the word. And I'm here to help you to ride this horse. That's I'm here to help you. He said, I'm here to tempt you. I'm here to destroy your calling. I'm here to kiss you. Kabayashuba! I'm here to do bad things. I'm here to help you teach you how to work how to ride may you find a school girl who can help you may you be delivered from a stranger who cannot help you in the name of Jesus my soul is among lions my soul is among lions lions, lions they are breathing they are are breathing fire 
Yes. Aggression that is indirect, veiled, covered. You cannot see his aggression, but he's there. Covered, hidden, sly, attacking you, pulling you, pulling your leg like this. Uh, release your leg now in Jesus' name from every snare. Ish. Ish. I break loose in Jesus' name. Sure. You sit there and don't shake your leg. Somebody's soul will come and add to yours. The snake that was on somebody's leg, you see that it has added itself to your leg. <laughs> Stand to your feet and give the Lord a shout of praise. Are you a shepherd? What type of Christian are you? Are you a shepherd? Are you, are you involved in something that we are doing? Let's see. All right. Lift your hand and just begin to pray. God is going to show you the nets and the pits and the breathing fires that are coming all around you. God is setting you free from the power of the devil. Malono Santala Bakala. God is giving you the upper hand in your battles. God is causing you to be a strong warrior. God is causing you to overcome every oppression that is fighting you daily. Every pressure upon your life. God is giving you relief and strength and supernatural abilities to overcome and to do well. Thank you Jesus for your great blessing. Great help. Great deliverance and great gift you have given to us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Father, I thank you. I release the spirit of war. Spirit of fighting. The good fight of faith upon your congregation. And upon the branches and the pastors. Give us a warrior spirit and a warring attitude. A mind to fight. A mind to do battle. A mind to... persevere and mind to prevail in the name of Jesus and conquer and overcome whatever is set before us we thank you for your great blessing in Jesus name and as every head is bowed and every eye closed if you are here tonight you are not born again Christian maybe somebody invited you but you know in your heart if you die today if you die tomorrow you don't know whether you go to heaven or to hell but you want to say pastor Pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Help me to know God today. If you are here like that, wherever you are, just raise up your right hand. Just raise up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it high. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessing. If you want to give your life, I want to pray with you before I take my seat. Come to Jesus today. God bless you. God bless you. If you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front here. Come from where you are standing. I want to pray with you right here. Come to God tonight. Come, come, my friend. Come, my brother. Come on. Come, wherever you are standing, come. I want to pray with you right now. Bless you. Say this prayer with me. Everybody lift your hands. My brother, lift your hand as well. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. Tonight, I come to you 
just as I am. Oh God, oh God, I am a sinner. Have mercy on me. Please wash away my sins. Wash away all my sins with your precious blood. From today, from today, I give my heart to Jesus Christ. I give my life to Jesus Christ. Oh God, oh God, come into my heart. Make me a new person. Make me a new person. From today, I belong to God. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I love you, Jesus. And I thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.